Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. The best. Maybe pre-owned inventory fits your budget. What a great selection they have, and not only that, has the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Service department, that's tremendous. Everything from difficult to the routine, they take care of it. And also a fabulous sales department that works with you. That's why they have so much repeat business. It's great. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, the Dodgers. Elation and a sigh of relief for the walk-off. Reyes on two and one. Taylor. Fly ball to left and deep and gone! Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. They win the wild card. Three to one. Charlie Steiner with the call on the Dodgers radio network. I said elation, a walk-off at home always brings with it elation, especially in a one-game playoff, a winner-take-all game, which Taylor delivered, but also the sigh of relief. You win 106 games, and you're locked in a game last night that was one nothing early. Tommy, Tommy Edmond, former Spike, scored after stealing a base. Wainwright's pitching pretty well. Gave up the home run to Turner. And it stays 1-1 to the ninth. You want to talk about nail-biting. And you won 106 games, and you're in this struggle. Well, now they do have the Giants. That means two teams that combined for a total of 214 wins go head-to-head. The Giants won 107 in the regular season. Dodgers won 106, plus the one-game playoff victory. That gives them 107. That series starts tomorrow. Tonight, Tampa Bay, Boston, getting underway right now, White Sox and Astros. Other National League series, Braves and the Brewers. All right, let's talk about tomorrow's showdown. Penn State and Iowa taking place at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. 4 o'clock to kickoff Saturday at Kinnick Stadium. We're on uh, Saturday beginning at 2.30. With that, we bring in Ben Jones from StateCollege.com. Ben, welcome. Great to have you with us. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm glad that you said the word genius and my name within two minutes of each other, so I'll take it. I think it's really the connection is obvious to anybody who can connect the dots. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I say it to myself every day in the mirror. <laughs> All right, so, so through five games, what kind of evaluation do you have, Ben? We'll start with the offensive side. Um, I mean, offensively, I think we knew that Penn State was going to be a better team than they were last year simply because the situation of the preseason, spring practice, the ability to work with Mike Yersich in person, I, I think we knew all of these things were going to be better. Um, I think everyone expected the running game to be a little bit more efficient than it generally has been. Um, I think Sean Clifford has looked smarter. He's looked 
Um, like he, he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it and what's next and, and why that's next. Um, Jahan Dotson, you know, he, he's just he's even better than he was last year, and that's saying something. So I think offensively, you know, maybe a little bit better than I thought, but not without the things to work on. So overall, I think, uh, you know, 5-0 and start is maybe a, a tad better than I expected when we looked at that that schedule earlier this summer. But a lot of that just had to do with the fact we didn't know how this team was going to look. Um, and the answer is, at least on offense, you know, they look certainly competent enough to be 5-0. and So now we flip it over to the defensive side. What's been your observation there? Yeah, I mean, I think James said it the best the other day, which is that they're not dominant at any one thing, but they're great at all of it. And I think that the fact that they've been able to get to the quarterback just for the pressure even up front, the fact that the linebackers have played okay in the secondary, I mean, I've talked to some people about it. I'm sure you have opinions on it. I think top to bottom, at corner, every position, at safety, every position, you know, there are not, that come to mind for me at least, a lot of coverage groups that have been this good for Penn State historically. I think that there's really not an obvious guy to pick on. Um, it's certainly not Brisker. It's certainly not Tariq. Um, so I, I think defensively they're good at everything, um, and, and that's really all you need. I think they've been fantastic. I think they've been so good um, to a certain extent that you, we almost don't talk about them enough because you just take them for granted. Um, but I think, yeah, top to bottom, uh, that they don't really have a weakness um, at least that hasn't been found at this point, and that's a testament to Brent Pry and the, the work they've done this offseason. We know that Brown and Brisker obviously can play the pass. We've seen that over and over again. But what has it meant to this defense, their ability to read and fill in the run? Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. And I think for Jaquan in particular, I think that's what makes him one of the better safeties in the country is his ability to be physical um, in those gaps. I, I mean, he reminds me a little bit of, to, to a certain extent, maybe a slightly better version of Marcus Allen because Marcus was a guy that was really good at going downhill, but I think Jaquan might be a better cover guy. Um, and, and certainly Marcus played a lot of really good football for Penn State, so that's, that's not you know putting down anything that he did. But, yeah, I mean, it's huge. Anytime that your safeties can get down into the running game, get into the backfield, be a threat there at that second level, that's huge because, on the one hand, it's good when your safeties are some of your best players. But, you know, on the other hand, you don't want them to be super busy because that means they're dealing with the ball, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field, and that's not ideal either. So I think when you can have some of your best players be involved five yards from the line of scrimmage instead of 15, that's a good sign. And certainly both of those guys um, have done well at both levels. Your top four tacklers, by the way, are either linebackers or defensive linemen. So, I mean, that's a start right there when it comes to the number of tackles being made. Uh, now special teams, uh, your evaluation there. Yeah, I mean, I think Jordan South's been fantastic punting the ball. I mean, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's funny because I love punting. I'm a big fan of watching good punts, especially because, you know, you know, as well as I do, how high up we are in the stadium. It's kind of neat to see that thing fly up there and kind of get above your head a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's been fun. I mean, I don't think that, that anyone questions that, um, you know, you want to have more consistency at those field goal units, especially for weekends like this one where, you know, you don't expect it to be super high scoring. It could come down. If it's a close game to a field goal, you want to feel confident about that. But I think Jordan, all in all, has done a fantastic job really handling every aspect of that. I think the return unit maybe has more to offer, but I think that a lot of opponents haven't really given Jahan, in particular, a lot of really good opportunities. And to his credit, the few times that he's had a chance to make actual plays, um, you know, I think he's had those 10, 15, 16-yard returns, which which can be big. But at the same time, Penn State's, uh, you know, been comfortable enough where they, they haven't had to flip the field with a special teams play. But, you know, sooner or later, 
um, you're going to want to make those. And, and the field goal blocks, I mean, two already, that's, you know, those are few and far between. You might go a whole year without one, let alone two. Um, so I think, you know, there's really, at this point in the year, I don't think there's a unit that is a super weak point other than just getting consistency on offense. Yeah, I thought the 50-yard field goal that Jordan Stout hit against Indiana was a big kick for him. Uh, you know, And again, it just shows the scoring range that if you get the ball to the 30 to the 35, Penn State has an opportunity of points. Yeah, and I think it also, you know, maybe it changes your arithmetic a little bit about yeah. what you're trying to do on any given drive or when you're feeling comfortable about going for it versus kicking. I mean, we've always known that Jordan had that leg, and, and I think the challenge is just, when you have him doing so many different things, just kind of making sure that he's, you know, he's got a pitch count, so to speak, where that doesn't blow that thing uh, open. I mean, certainly I love watching his kickoffs too, but I do think it's huge, especially with some of the up and down consistency that he had early in the year. You hit anything from that far out, you're going to feel good about yourself. There's no question. Uh, Mike Yurcich had an opportunity, I believe, to talk with the media this morning, correct, Ben? Yes. Yeah. What did you uh, glean from that? Um, I mean, I think the thing that I always get whenever we get a chance to listen to, to Mike talk about football is he is just such a a, a football guy. Um, yeah. You know, he loves the game. He loves thinking about it. He loves talking about it. Um, I did think he said something interesting, which I, I, I think is one of those things that sometimes gets overlooked a little bit. Or, or you know, I'm a big quarterback defender. Um, for better or for worse, I was always a, a Hackenberg defender when that was a thing, and, and Trace really didn't need it all that much. Um, but I, I think what he said this morning about, you know, Sean has certainly gotten better, but so has the pass protection, so have the receivers, um, so have the tight ends. And I think all of those things, you know, it, it's easy to look at the quarterback and say, you know, it's all on him. And certainly Sean had throws last year that, that were all on him and he'd like to have back. But I think when you look at his improvements, certainly a lot of that is him. But as Mike mentioned, um, you know, so much of that has to do with the things that are around him as well. And I think that's what makes evaluating quarterbacks difficult sometimes, especially on teams like Penn State that are very good but not perfect. Um, you go, you know, why are these things the way they are? Why can't Penn State run the ball the way that it wants to? And, you know, people go, well, the running backs have to be better. Well, you know, the running backs have to be better, but they also have to run block better. They have to block better with the tight ends. They have to do other things well. It's never as simple as people say. And I, I thought Mike did a good job today trying to explain some of those things. Because as easy as it is to watch football, to truly understand it and truly understand what's going right and what's going wrong is often one of those things that only guys like him can really look under the hood and tell you. When you look at Mike Yurcich, you know, obviously there's a lot of input from James as to what they do. But, you know, what do you think about his, quote, feel for the game? And then the same thing about Brent Pry. Yeah, I mean, I think Brent has has established himself as a guy who understands what the game calls for. I give them a lot of credit. He talked earlier this season about, you know, doing some self-scouting and changing some things in the red zone about their aggressiveness or approaching things differently. And I think it takes a lot of uh, – I'm not sure what the word is, but it, it takes a lot of, you know, an ability to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what are you good at and what are you not good at and what do you need to change to kind of after all these years say these things have worked and these things haven't worked that's changed them. And I think Mike Yersich, for my money, you know, every game is going to have play calls that you might want to have back or execution that wasn't great or an idea that seemed good on paper. But for my money, I think Mike Yersich has done a great job this year of calling the right sorts of plays at the right time. Now, you know, again, there's going to be things that you look back on and go, well, that didn't go as planned. But I think his feel for the game has been good. I think that he has had creative ideas at the right moments. I think the little quirky things that they have done in the red zone have come at the right time. 
Um, and, and really, you know, I, I think people get hung up on the run, but this is not going to be a running offense. I mean, obviously you're not going to win. There's not going to be a team that wins a national title and doesn't run the ball well, but, um, you know, I think what we've seen so far, a team that's happy to pass it down the field, happy to get it to their playmakers, I think they've done a good job of that so far, and I think they've done a good job of, you know, obviously get Jahan a lot of targets, but figuring out different ways to spread the ball around so you don't become too one-dimensional. Well, I think uh, what you're what you're saying here is that when it comes to, like to Brent and Mike, they can tell everybody the reason that they look around and say, okay, how can we be better is because they're not ego guys. No. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's I think that's huge when you've got guys that are confident. I mean, I've always loved talking to to Brent yep. over the years because he's a he's a great quote. He's a pretty you know normal guy, and they're all normal guys. But you meet people in football, especially at this level, that are a little full of themselves. And Brent Pry is just a dude that likes drinking beer and listening to country music and playing football. And I think that yeah. you know that goes that goes a long way towards your ability to improve. And I think you know we haven't gotten to talk to, to Mike Yurcich tons since he's been here. Uh, at Penn State, but I think for the most part, he seems like a guy that really just really likes football. And when you really like football, uh, you throw a lot of other things out the window. And I think that's that's the Penn State benefit. He loves football, and he's very down to earth. Um, how much have you seen of Iowa? And depending on that, uh, what do you think of them? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen tons, but the nice thing about Iowa is Iowa is Iowa. Um, you know, yeah. I don't think you know they're they're not going to surprise you running. You know the anything that you haven't seen before. I mean, I know they run the ball well. I think it's good for Penn State that, um, you know, they've already gone up against Wisconsin and Auburn that had some good running backs. Um, you know, you, it, these are the kinds of games where you want to avoid mistakes. You want to avoid chunk plays. Um, I, I do think the whole thing is very interesting, though, because much like I don't think if we really know if Penn State's the fourth-best team in the country, I tend to lean towards they're not, but I think they're very good. So we'll find out at that. I think at the same time, you know, there's some question marks about Iowa. So you'd like to say you know how this game is going to go because you've seen so many Penn State-Iowa games and you've seen how good they both of these teams have looked on the field. But, you know, I think there is a sort of big question mark around all of this. Of, you know, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Iowa's Iowa. They're going to be physical. They're going to ground and pound it. They're going to try and take their shots down the field. Um, and you've got to be ready for everything. And with this group, especially defensively, you've got to avoid turnovers because they're not, they're not generating a lot of offense in terms of yards per game. I think Penn State's got basically 100 more yards per game on offense than Iowa. But Iowa's turning the, they're creating turnovers. I think if they have 12 so far this year, um, you know, you create turnovers, you create short fields, you're going to create yourself some wins. Um, so if you're Penn State, they've done a good job all year of hanging on to the ball. They've done a good job all year of not fumbling it. I think if you continue to do those things, especially on the road, you're going to give your chance, give yourself a chance. Because um, for my money, Jahan Dotson is going to be the best player on the field on Saturday. And if you've got the best player on the field, you certainly have a good chance of winning. Ben, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it very much. Yep, thanks for having me, Steve. BenJonesStateCollege.com. King coming up in the final half hour. Great to have you with us today. Sponsored by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us. We have a lot going on, obviously, this weekend. Uh, it all gets rolling uh, tomorrow with our high school football lineup that we previewed in the previous half hour. And in the previous half hour, we told you about Shemokin playing at Shikalimming, and that'll be on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And also, don't forget, it's also going to be on our. Um, YouTube channel, so you get a chance to watch if you can't make it to the game. Sealands Grove will be at uh, Central Mountain on Eagle 107. That also will be a YouTube broadcast on top of it. And Lewisburg takes on Loyal Sock. That will be on uh, 100.9 The Valley. Bucknell is at Lafayette Saturday. That will be on Eagle 107. And, of course, Penn State football at Iowa Saturday. And that will kick off at 4 o'clock. We are on beginning at 2.30. So a lot going on. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, let's face it, you also have the um, you also have the baseball playoffs going on. There's, you know, some games tonight. It's the Seahawks and Rams are playing tonight. That's an interesting Thursday night game. Coastal Carolina is playing Arkansas State tonight. Houston's taking on Tulane tonight in college football. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. And Matt will find something to be angry about. <laughs> We'll see how the weekend goes. We'll see how the weekend goes. <laughs> it might be a good weekend, and then we don't have to worry about it. I don't know. Did you see the matchups? I think it's it just means Monday you're gonna be crazy. Well, on the NFL side of things, yeah. But college we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So Well, that'll be Saturday at uh, 4 o'clock. It'll be a wild crowd there. It always is. I mean, I've done enough night games there, for goodness sakes, to know what a wild crowd they can have there. I mean, like, you know, wild and into it, not wild in a disparaging way. Um They love their team. They said they're the only show in town, and away we go. Yeah. And I know that um, it is, uh, I know a lot of people have talked about the rankings and things like that going in. I get it. 
What rankings do uh, early in the season is create interest. And I think that that part, I think, is great for college football. Just like in basketball. I mean, you have rankings in college basketball, so it creates more interest in a regular season game. But college basketball has a 68-team tournament. So what do the rankings mean? The rankings just mean interest. A lot of ways now in college football, it's pretty much the same way. Uh, that's why. But when the college football playoff ranking comes out at the end of the month, now you really got to pay attention about where everything stands and the ins and outs of it. That part I got. Um, but um, if you noticed, I mean, have I once mentioned the ranking of either team this week? You have not, to nobody's surprise. Because it doesn't really matter to me. I again, and the reason here's the reason it doesn't matter to me is that it's not that it's important, but I feel like Penn State's schedule is such that Penn State winning it takes care of itself. It doesn't matter what somebody else is ranked, and it doesn't really matter what Penn State's ranked because I think they have the kind of schedule where it takes care of itself. The king in the next half hour. Are we ever living large today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Cook men's soccer tonight and James Franklin on the Coaches Show beginning at 6.05. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15, almost working online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Maybe the budget is saying, you know what, maybe pre-owned inventory. Sunbury Motors is the place to go. They have the Sunbury Motors guarantee to back it up. Great sales department. They work with you. Customer service means everything. Fabulous service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, very quickly, let's get everybody up to date. Astros, White Sox, top of the second, scoreless. Red Sox and Rays tonight. Then tomorrow, I'll be at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow, all four series are going to be played. Astros, White Sox, and MLB Network at 2. Brewers, Braves at 437 TBS. Red Sox, Rays, Fox Sports 1 at 7.02. Dodgers, Giants at 9.37 on TBS. And then nothing but National League games on Saturday. And then nothing but American League games on Sunday. So just get everybody up to date on where it is. College football tonight. Coastal Carolina has Arkansas State. Coastal's ranked 15th. And also tonight, Houston takes on Tulane. NFL Rams and Seahawks tonight on Fox. And that will be in Seattle tonight. That gets everybody up to date on what's going on. By the way, Matt Vaskersian, the game between the Red Sox and Yankees, highest viewership on ESPN for Major League Baseball since 1998. Seven and a half million. It was also Matt Vaskersian's last game with ESPN, and that was his choice. He said, look, I've looked at the schedule. He does the Angels, 
and of course an MLB Network game per week. He said, I've looked at the Angels and MLB Network. He said, I just can't keep giving up 30 weekends a year because he, he has a lot of fun doing the Angels and he enjoys doing MLB Network, so he made that decision. So they'll have a new play-by-play guy on Sunday Night Baseball. With that, we bring in the King. Hi. I believe he's there. Yep, he's there. No, I'm here. I, I've not speaking to any Red Sox fans this week. How you been, Matt? <laughs> uh, a little frustrated, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the Rays to beat up on them, and then we'll be okay. Oh, uh, they should sweep the Red Sox. <laughs> but this is what the Red Sox were talking to their, their people today, was the marathon is Monday, and if needed – there'll be a game at Fenway Park, too, because they're sweeping Tampa. So. <laughs> I don't think so. Then they start complaining about the stadium. Then they start making excuses for why they might lose, and then they're just awful. Anyway, I'm only kidding. No God! No God! No It gets worse. I'm driving home. Steve, Matt, you wouldn't know where this was. And I I took a different route home down Route 75 that goes through Tallinn. This is just the other day after the Yankees lost. And there's all kinds of elections in November, right? Who's running for Board of Selectmen in Tallinn? Steve Jones. (laughs) Steve Jones. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I can't escape the Red Sox fans. I can't escape it. It's Steve Jones, Steve Jones, Steve Jones. Big side, Steve Jones. I'm like, oh my God. He's running for mayor. Oh, my almighty. (laughs) The only thing I'm running from is reality. All right. Uh... (laughs) Big game this weekend, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's. They have the kind of schedule where every game is going to be like this. Um, now, obviously, you know, with the rankings and everything. But, you know, I haven't even – in fact, when I even open the game, I'm not even going to mention the ranking when I open the game. Uh, to me, it, it's not relevant until we get to the college football playoff ranking at the end of the month because that's the one that is actually the one that counts. Yeah, so, you need this one. This is a big you know. one, so. Well, to be honest with you, Iowa, Iowa really needs it because, you know, you look at their schedule, they don't have any way to make up for a loss on their schedule. Right. So I mean, so, I mean there's, a, there's a lot going into this, and I think it would be a very entertaining game. Well, I was rooting. Oh, it's going to be a great game. I was rooting really hard for Wisconsin last week. I, you needed Wisconsin to have a good win, you know, because yeah. every time they keep losing – that first win starts to diminish a little bit, but they're not that good, you know. Well, just like Auburn was able to beat LSU last week in Baton Rouge. That's good. It helped. Yeah, you need the teams that you beat to beat good teams. Right. To keep it so it lessens the blow. If uh, I mean, hopefully you win 20 to 19, but you could lose 20 to 19, you know. Who knows? It's a game. But it, you don't want this game to dictate the season, and I, I think both teams feel that because you got two good teams playing each other. And that's what stinks about college football: is if you have one loss, it's like, oh no, you know. But things could be worse. You could be Urban Meyer. So. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that's what I that's what I said yesterday. I said, let's start with what I think is the primary mistake above all, and why he's having trouble with his locker room. He didn't go back in the team plane. Yeah, you got players. Exactly. Looking, you got players. You got players looking around. Coaches. I mean, I know. I mean, Tyler Bowen's a friend. He's the tight end coach for the Jags. All right. Yeah, they all get on the plane. They're all expected to go back, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need to. I'm going to go. And I'm sorry, you lose your locker room right away. Okay, yeah. if you want to go, if you want to go to Columbus because you got a couple of days off, hey, get back on the plane and go back. Yep. But you go back with your team every single time. You know, then everything he did after that compounded it. But it all started. You lose your locker room when people look around and go, oh, we lost, and he, you know, he's too good for us to go back. Well, and especially when you're him, and your team knows that USC is swooning him, you know. So now all of a sudden you're not on the. You're right. It's not. I mean, the the girl dancing on him. I mean, that could have been a joke. It didn't matter. I mean, it, that's but, something he's got to take up with Shelley. It's not really something you know. But well, like, yeah, but I me, mean, you don't yeah. know the premise of it. It could have been a joke, and it could have been a. 22nd thing, ha, ha, ha. He owns the bar, right? you know? Sure, I know so, he does, yep. Yeah, so it's not, I didn't take anything from the that. What I took is exactly what you said. You should be on that plane, looking at video, getting ready for the next game. And then, and all you need to know is he talked to his team, and when he left the room, they all burst out laughing. So, right. I, I would know. fire him this week. He'd be done. Go find yeah. another job, and we're moving on. I don't. Yeah. They've got too much invested. There are players that they'll be a good team, but he's not the coach for that team. He's at all. He's not the coach. He's not the coach for the league. You can't sit there and get up in front of everybody and start doing all this college stuff where you're talking. You get up there and go, like, "We're trying to build a culture here and things like that." Oh, cut me a break! All right, yeah. and then the first time you, you go zero and four on a Thursday night. Right in a gut wrenching loss, and you look at everybody and go, "Hey, have a safe trip back. I'll see you." Uh, yeah. yeah, you know that's your that's your quote culture you're trying to build. Yeah, well, way to go. You told me a long time ago he was not a very nice guy. So what goes around comes around, and you know that certain people, if you give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves. And he seems to be one of those people. He bounces around so much that. I mean, there's no question he's going to USC. So I don't. He. I mean, he. The other thing that bothered me is the big smile on his face in the bar. You're zero and four. You know, yeah. what, what? What's there to be happy about? And Andy lied to his team. He said he was going to see his grandchildren. So. Unless that's his granddaughter, I don't know. She's a stripper. Uh, let, let's just stop right there. <laughs> but enough, enough complaining about the suit. We'll come back with more in a moment. Oh, different story. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. S U I T, that spells suit. By the time he's done saying the touchdown part, they've already kicked the extra point. That takes a while. <laughs> That is impressive. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, it's kind of like when... Uh, um, Freddie Mercury does Deo and holds the line, holds the <laughs> note for six seconds <laughs> at Live Aid. 
Pretty much the same thing. What a concert. <laughs> well, headed into this week, King and I went 4-4 four and four last week. I'm now 25 and 18. King is 23 and 20. Steve, 5 and 3 last week, 30 and 13 so far. Okay. I thought Steve won 4 and 4. No. Oh, no. He got the Chargers. Yes. That's right. That's yep. right. 5 and 3. That was my 50 50 game. Had Same. a hard time watching it because on the money pool, I took the Chargers. And in this pool, I took Vegas. I was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, either way, you come out with some, so there you go. That's smart. Yeah. Well, I won on the other one and lost on this one. So I originally <laughs> took the Chargers when I wanted to mix it up and dumb me again. So That's all right. Gonna... You, got a, you already got one up on me this week, so. That's very oh. true. We'll get to that in a little bit. I got one up on you? How? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when we're picking later on in the NFL picks, I'll leave it. Oh, 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 oh yeah. okay. we'll get to that. All right. Red River rivalry. OU, Texas, King. Longhorns. Ooh. I think Oklahoma's offense is horrible. So I got Texas. Steve. I also have Texas for the same reason. I think Texas will be able to, to put pressure on Rattler. I think Texas. I'm sticking with OU because I, while I'm nervous about Spencer Rattler in this game, I still don't think Texas has enough. So That's I'm the gonna... news for you and me. I'm not nervous about Spencer Rattler at all. <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to stay with OU. Uh, I mean, when you're a college kid and the stadium's booing you, that's tough. It is. That's not right. Nope, it's not. All right, next one. SEC battle. Arkansas. Ole Miss. Steve. Both teams were so impressive last week. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't believe that, man. Georgia just spanked them across the field. Holy cow. Just on pure offense, I'm just going to go with Ole Miss, okay? But both teams, I got to admit, you know what each one had in common last week? The size of the egg each one laid. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. They weren't even competitive. But at least with Arkansas, you had mentioned, Steve, that, you know, they're playing a couple of these tough physical games right in a row. Someone's going to give at some point. But I didn't expect the goose egg. Yeah. But anyway. Georgia may, be, Georgia may be that good. I mean, you know, especially yeah. their defense. Especially the defense. That's what's made the difference for them now. King, who do you got? I took Mississippi. Uh, I, I was so, I watched the, the game. I mean, Arkansas, it's as if they played very weak teams up to that point. They they were just beaten up. I, I, you know, I can see them having a tough game because they played tough teams, but... Um, well, they had. I mean, because they, they beat they beat te- they beat Texas, they beat Texas A and M, but I think they, I think they were beat up because they had to play physical teams. Well, that they sure looked at that they yeah, couldn't they do a did. thing. And that's why Georgia's defense is just stifling. So I mean, I I picked Ole Miss just based on I think they've got more offense. You know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm going to Arkansas. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Arkansas. 
I'm actually sticking with, as the suit would call him, Arkansas. Oh, this, I mean, the suit. I mean, you're like, what do you think of Arkansas? I'm looking like, what? I, I, I mean, <laughs> it must drive the Chiefs nuts on Friday nights. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick with, I'm, stick with, I'm sticking with Arkansas. The next, oh. there you go. It's like, call, it's like calling the you. opponent. It's like calling the, the opponent Shemoakin. All right, so, that means, so, so what are we doing here? All right, next one. My beloved Notre Dame Fighting Irish. God knows who will be a quarterback this week at Virginia Tech. King. I got Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I was very dismayed last week that they were poor, but I'm taking them again. Virginia Tech. I, I watch West Virginia just blow them right off the field. So I'm going to go Notre Dame. Only because Virginia Tech does not impress me. I'll stick with the Irish, but I'm sure they'll make it interesting like they always do. Pine better be the starter. I, I'm not a bit, I'm losing a lot of faith in Jack Cohn very quickly. Pine better be the starter and Kelly Is should not be. the third string quarterback? Yes, but he's been playing well. He's good. Yes. And I was screaming at the TV, put the third string guy in. But remember, Man, this is Brian Kelly we're talking before. about here. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I'm taking the Irish. Steve. I didn't scream at any TV. I went, oh, look, they lost. Um, so uh, Virginia Tech doesn't light me up at all. Notre Dame. And then finally, number 24, SMU at Navy. Steve. I'll take Smoo. <laughs> I got Smoo too, big. Yeah, I'm sorry I put this game in. Um, <laughs> well, the game I should have put in is a big matchup this week. It, it's huge around here. It's UMass against UConn. Oh, oh geez. Oh. <laughs> we calling I mean, that the they, toilet I mean, bowl? I mean, They're combined 0 and 8. <laughs> I mean, it's being played down at Potter Hollow. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, they'll play up at UMass. Marijuana factory right next to the stadium. Everyone will be stolen. <laughs> ah, there you go. That'll, be a, that'll help. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you got That's SMU, I assume? Dispensary. They put it right by UMass. <laughs> yeah, perfect. wonderful. I got to go oh, up yeah. there in That's six weeks. <laughs> I gotta, I'm there in six weeks. That's right. King's going. Yeah, no, playing basketball up there. Yeah, I'm going to go to the game. i got to drive about 200 miles, but I'm going. So. <laughs> yeah, 200 miles. <laughs> you got to drive. What you, how far is it like for you? 40 miles it's from where you are now? 55 from here, and it's 80 from my house. I already Googled it. So. Really? Wow. Uh, I'll be up late. I go to bed at 8, so I'm good. So you have SMU, King? What? Are you taking SMU? Yes. All right. There we I go. don't know why I took this game. Uh, it's a bad game. I thought Navy was better. <laughs> All right. I'll go to the NFL now. Cleveland at Lack, otherwise known as the LA Chargers. Steve. Chargers. I got the Chargers as well. King. Me too. Now, Thursday night football tonight. Big one in the NFC West. Rams at the Seahawks. King. I got Seahawks. Ooh, okay. Wow, the Rams were weak last week. Here we go again with the Rams, you know. So, uh, Seattle played a great game last week. I'm still not buying Seattle yet. Rams. D-line has a big game. 
You got Rams bounce. Yep, Rams bounce back. Okay. Steve's got L.A. Matt, you got Seattle. Oh, I have L.A. L.A.? Oh, boy, I'm on an island again. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, there's one person that's about to be on an island. No, not really. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I picked the game for you. That's very true. <laughs> because if I'm sad, I think about that. That makes me happy. But... <laughs> I could never pick the Giants to lose against Dallas. <laughs> lose Dylan, every Dylan. time. Then out of nowhere, he picks Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was. what we knew he was serious. <laughs> well, let's pick that game right now. 425, Giants and Dallas. I, uh, reluctantly again, are, is, I'm picking Dallas. King? I took the Giants. Whoa. I watched the game. The Giants are good. The Giants have what? only lost. Nobody's blown the Giants, though. And the quarterback play is really good. And Barkley is getting his legs under him. Uh. And... This is a good setup game for the Cowboys. What, what do they call that? A trap uh, game? You know, a what? A trap game? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that for this week. And I, don't, yeah, I think I the Giants, Giants stink. Baby. Yeah, Giants stink. Dallas. <laughs> the Giants. We got Steve. Giants. There you go. <laughs> Never again. Never again. They're gonna win the game, Matt. You got Dallas. I have Dallas. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see the Giants win. This, this is the only uh, two times a year I say that is when they play Dallas. But anyway. And then finally, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo and KC. I got Buffalo in an upset. Steve. I pick Buffalo. I pick Buffalo. Ooh, okay. I got Buffalo, and I don't think it's an upset. Wow. Kansas City I don't think it's has not been either. playing good. I, I think Kansas City's, really defense has, Kansas City's defense has problems. Yes, they do. Yeah, uh, I think Buffalo is going to put up a lot of points on them. Kansas City's got some issues, and it's you know, will they fix them? I don't know, but it's it's surprising. Yeah. So, well, I'm back in an hour with James Franklin as uh, we do the coaches show tonight, six oh five. Jeff Cook, men's soccer, first half hour. James Franklin, final half hour. Good luck, Steve, and I hope the Red Sox lose.